0: It's actually weird because, like, I haven't – it's strange now seeing your face and interacting with you visually as opposed mm-hmm. to just laughing at fucking text messages about nonsense. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> well, obviously, I am familiar with your voice because I listen to your podcast. Oh.
0: Uh... Uh,
1: and we have sent, like, audios, but it's not the same.
0: It's no. It's
1: always interesting to, like, diverge. Well, we're still virtually, but you yes. know what I mean. Like, kind of yeah. making it – making it sort of real it's always like yeah i mean
0: because there's there's a certain effect when you talk about you know churros and yeast infections over text but now with someone in front of you
1: yeah exactly it's definitely different
0: it's more real (laughs) it's more real is real pussy bakery is real and on that note welcome to the old podcast i'm with someone today a very awesome person who i met on the internet which is i think now that it's safe to say that's how pretty much everyone meets it's the internet I
1: think so. Yeah, I've met a lot of really currently close friends through the internet, which is random
0: but great. I think I think it's the norm. I think I heard someone say they met someone like at a bar, and I was like, "You're fucking psychopath! Like, what's wrong with you? Like, in the fucking real world." But, anyways,
1: I also like meeting people, you know, kind of the traditional way in a bar and just kind of gauging their vibe Mm -hmm. and hitting it up. I like that too. So I'm not opposed to either
0: it's just weird it's just weird but anyways do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners
1: yeah so my name is carolina uh and i am a film producer or film producer in the making i guess and yeah i think we just kind of um clicked after you know talking about
0: (laughs) very random
1: and disconnected uh subjects which is great i think all the best friendships start that way
0: well i listened to your podcast Sour Puss. yes and i listened to the thrush episode
1: yes with uh reed and florence yes,
0: yes. and i will be honest with you i think because of my sex education all that when the first time i heard thrush i thought it was like a new flavor of like mountain dew like i thought it was like i don't know like you know like did you ever have those ads for like five gum where they had those elaborate things like the new flavor thrush like last ten times you know
1: what there's also five condoms i can't remember where but it's confusing (laughs) you know gum condoms Mm, okay
0: you can technically both like all right okay But a thrush flavored gum would be, uh, ugh, ugh. Mm, no, that sounds awful. Pussy and I'm, I, I, I'm at, yeah, Pussy Bakery. That's how we bonded because a yeast infection is when your vagina is baking muffins.
1: muffins. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know? It opens up a bakery, you know, and there's lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of going on there. <laughs> lots of croissant. I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel most of my, the audience who listens to this comes from the sex positive community, but I think there's maybe one or two who are just sitting there right now. Like what the actual fuck is. Yes. Yeah. But it's, you know I, would you... even
1: even if you're, you know, educated to a point in terms of like sex ed, I think there's some things that still, you know, I'm still learning things every day. I can't oh, remember right now. What, but I was like, Oh my God, what? like, is that a thing? And what is that? And, It's crazy how how uneducated we are in life.
0: (laughs) How was your sex ed in high school?
1: My sex ed in high school was not that bad. uh, But obviously it was mostly centered around um, understanding the reproductive organs in order to have babies. Mm. How babies are made uh nothing about female genitalia i mean Mm. clitoris labia forget about that like why would it why (laughs) why do we we... need that
0: we don't need that
1: (laughs) who cares um who cares you know uh it was it was never around pleasure obviously it was more like informative biology this is this this is Mm. that it was never like you know people also decide to get together and you know
0: no no they don't they just put p and v and then boom baby comes that's it that's it that's all Exactly. that's
1: exactly exactly how how they uh (laughs) how they pictured it but to be fair i i had an advantage which was that even though i come from a relatively conservative um catholic upbringing you know south america Mm. um My parents are really open in that sense. So I started talking about sex with them since I was like, I think the first time that I asked them, like, where do babies come from? I was like six. Okay. Uh, And my mom was kind of ready. She was like, I'm ready. I bought the book. There's a book. I wish I could show it to you now. I'm going to send you a picture uh, if I can find it. But it, it was literally a book about, you know, about reproductive systems, about how, you know, how babies come to the world, how you have sex. It, it also talked about pleasure. It talked mm-hmm. about like female uh, genitalia, male genitalia. Um, so I was very well informed by the time I hit high school. Right. You and I, I lucky, remember yeah. being the disruptive child that was telling all the other children about sex. <laughs> Cause obviously I thought that everyone knew
0: uh and, i'm uh, sorry i'm picturing life... you i'm picturing you as like some sort of like information dealer i mean like y'all y'all motherfuckers heard about like fallopian you know tubes what the uterus is? yeah you ever like six years old on the playground like you don't know what a fucking uterus is motherfucker like i'm gonna blow <laughs> your mind today like oh shit yeah exactly
1: <laughs> exactly that was exactly me you know what <laughs> funnily enough i was talking to a cousin the other day and we realized that i have i had a friend growing up when we were children let's say that we're acquaintances now because i wouldn't necessarily say they were friends anymore but you know okay. there's there's a history and we were you know mm-hmm. grew up together yada, yada. uh and they were dating for a very short period of time that i you know i didn't know about and he told me that the other day and apparently he messaged her and he was like because you know they're good friends now and he was like oh i'm with my cousin carolina blah 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 and she was like oh my god like she like she taught me everything about sex <laughs> she was telling me about how ma babies were made when <laughs> we were like seven i don't like and apparently that really marked her because i don't remember any of this i have no memory well that of- sounds
0: like well what she was saying though did she would you say she learned well from what she said
1: i think she did but it was obviously incredibly shocking <laughs> to <laughs> I mean, her ready I just came in too strong
0: <laughs> like, oh my god but like that's that's well good for you that's a really good thing that's putting out co- that's putting out good things into the world I think at six years old I was too busy with Legos I think it was only around nine where I kind of understood like oh yeah. there's something kind of naughty going on but I didn't understand there was penetration I just thought you just like rub pubic hair together like you're making a fire like, that's all I understood. I didn't understand there was something underneath the pubes. Like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Lots of people that I've uh, talked to about that. Most people are like, especially guys are like, yeah, no, later, like eight, nine,
0: mm. uh, a
1: lot of girls um, or, you know, female identifying people who I've talked to are very like, no, early, early, <laughs> like six, next five. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, you know, it's interesting. My partner was like, yeah, no, I think for him it was like eight. Yeah. I think he had like his first like kiss at eight. And he was like, oh my God, I don't know what this is, but I like this, this is amazing. Like I need to do this again. Whereas, yeah, I was, you know, I was already like, unknowingly obviously because i wasn't fully mm-hmm. aware of what i was doing but i was already kind of experimenting when i was younger like right touching and, and rubbing and suddenly it's like oh this is this feels nice this is cool um and with friends in a way as well because that always happens and you know i think it's as you're growing up it's mostly the adults who make it a dirty thing
0: yeah it's that sense you of shame about it yeah
1: because you're just being you're just being a child you're just Experiment you know, yeah, you don't know. Getting
0: out, your body's new to you. You're fucking figuring things out. Like, you know, that's why even like I think even as a boy, like I started doing dumb, well, not you know, sexual things, but more like dumb shit. Being like, how high can I jump before like it hurts my knees? And like trying to like push my body to like if we're gonna say push my body to an extreme, but I was just a child, just jumping off the jungle gym, trying to figure out how far I can go. And like, oh, my arm could bend this way. Like, oh shit. But yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. I think this also just highlights why you guys learned it a lot sooner than us. Because while you were there, being like, "Huh, sex is a thing," I was playing fucking Rocket Man and just being like, "Oh yeah." Huh. There you go. But obviously,
1: like, I'm in that sense, I feel very fortunate because I had parents who were very open and happy to talk about it in a mm. way that was normalized. Also, nudity was really normalized in my house. Like, okay, not in a weird way at all. Right. But like. I'd seen my parents naked,
0: right,
1: um, Yeah, you know, like, and it wasn't like they got weird if I walked into the bathroom and they were like getting changed or whatever. Not at all. Obviously, okay. you know, when you hit a certain age, especially with your, with my dad at the time, it was a bit more like, okay, I'm a grown yeah, up sure. woman. Now, now we we shouldn't, we shouldn't see each other naked anymore, which is also kind of sad in a, in a way that was just like, Oh no,
0: it's kind of like the innocence Why has is
1: appropriate if we're still father and daughter. Right. But
0: right. Well, it's it, kind of, it's that transition now where you're like, Oh, now we have the societal norms and like, this is now we're growing up. Like this is what body politics are Yeah. and such.
1: Yes, exactly. But obviously, you know, with my mom and that never changed. I mean, it's still to this day, you know, walk into her bathroom mm-hmm. while she's having a shower and we have a chat, but like, um, yeah, it was always very natural to me. So I, I'm very aware that now, obviously, now I'm mm. speaking to many people and being like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> I, this is actually rare that I had a space to talk openly about things and ask questions and and feel like it was a natural thing that obviously mm-hmm. needed to be treated in a certain way. And you couldn't just bring right. it up randomly. Um, but you know, even even with um uh you know girls or or women or friends who have talked to um who didn't have that growing up at all especially because they either came from a very conservative background or a very catholic or re- religious background they were still like you know experimenting and, mm. and figuring stuff out at a very young age and being like what is this and this feels good and you know and what do you have there and what do i have there and what are the yeah. different that sort of thing. So I, I think it's just natural.
0: I, I, I agree with you. I do remember one point being younger and being upset. I remember coming home and crying after, uh, uh, class sex ed class, because I realized that I couldn't produce milk. From my my nipples. You can though. I can. Yes, you can. Okay, cause see this, see, learning every day. Cause yes. I came home being oh, like, yes. t- I was just distraught, and I was like, I can't make any milkshakes this is that. And like, I remember my parents being like, "What, what, what, what are you on about right now?" I was like, "There's no milk. I can't lactate. It's <laughs> like uh, I need to get married." And then I gotta get like, it's like, why are you talking? It's like I just want to have a milkshake. Why can't I have a Romano milkshake? And it's this whole dilemma for like an hour and they're like, do we like, what we And Like, I could tell my parents were like, what do we say to him? We don't want to scar him. This is going to cost heavy in therapy later. Like, what do we say to him? Like, it's okay. Nipples are great. Like maybe <laughs> I think my dad tried to joke being like, maybe Coca-Cola comes out. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. That'd be like, so-. it's like, Oh no, 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 he no, no. He just created a
1: monster without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you can, uh, okay. funnily enough, I heard about this the other day in, uh, one of the episodes of, uh, Fuck's Given. they were really? talking about like nipple stimulation, uh, and they brought in someone who, you know, was kind of into that. And I don't know if an expert necessarily, but you know what I mean? Someone who, someone who's well-versed in that, in that area. And they were saying that you can do it. You can, well, obviously, you know, for women, you kind of expected more, uh, but they were talking about how if you stimulate your nipples in a certain way with a certain frequency, even if you're not uh, pregnant or you know or, or just had a baby, you can produce milk, and that's how okay. um, you know the uh, I'm lacking the word right now, but you know in um, I was going to say in ancient times, but it's not that ancient. Uh, not long ago, maybe last century. The 80s?
0: Are you going to refer to the 80s right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, ancient times. <laughs> ancient times. Back when Phil Collins was on the radio, like, oh, exactly. empires ago. <laughs> um,
1: you know, like uh, aristocrat, like aristocrats, um, women would not really necessarily breastfeed their children and the, the kind of uh, nanny would do it right even though they, they yeah, didn't have yeah, the baby yeah. so they could you know they could stimulate their nipples in a certain way that you produce milk because you're making your body think that they need it needs to lactate right
0: right right and oh,
1: apparently right, right. men can do that as well <clears throat> sorry which was insane i was like wow wow that is yeah and I is it like no i idea. don't
0: know i don't know if you have the answer to this question but is it the same i guess nutritional ma- uh value and benefit to the child i don't know i think we would have to
1: look into that in more, in more
0: detail. But we got to do care. research. We
1: got yes, to ask some experts. We, to, we haven't done our research. We haven't done our homework.
0: Uh, I'll just put it out there. Uh, email podcast at gmail.com if you want to share some lactating facts with me. I would love to learn more about this. Yes, maybe one funny. day I could live my dream of making my own milkshake. Maybe you can. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. You
1: can. I think they, they were talking about like some uh, medication and pills and stuff that like help stimulate That they were taking because obviously they were like experimenting Mm -hmm. and trying out new things and and kind of pushing their body to see how it works and how it reacts obviously they discourage people to try that at home without proper like medical um supervision because yeah don't just take random drugs that will make you lactating
0: it's uh, like it's like don't don't no. take don't take the gas station pills for, you know, version of Viagra. Don't do that. Don't no. take the rhinoceros pills. Please don't do it.
1: <laughs> Go to a doctor. Speak to a specialist. They will be able to guide you. Um <laughs> but yeah, it was really interesting. It was like, "Wow, okay. I had no idea that that was something that you could do." Mm. Although it makes sense, but th- I didn't know. I mean, ultimately, you know, males and females have the same glands. It's just that in males yeah. are not they're not as developed that's all
0: but you still have them so I, I i i do like the theme that we have so far in the podcast where we've learned from you know yeast having a yeast infection now we're talking about milk i think we need to get to eggs in some point and you know yes. this is a full-on cake yes
1: yes yeah, yes yeah, definitely <laughs> throw them in there <laughs> crack some eggs <laughs>
0: because <laughs> I now, you know, thinking about my sex ed, ours was not like you had that, you know, you're really lucky to have that way you grew up. But with the way I had it in an all boy private school, we only were told like three things like about you wear a condom, or they're on the pill, or you just don't have sex. Otherwise, that's it. That, that's you pretty will much die. it you, you will, will die. die your dick will explode and fall off and run away from you and you're like oh no they did try to show like the 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 what is it called there's a word for it it's the basically a condom for someone who has a vagina that goes the female, in the
1: female condoms
0: yeah the female condoms yeah but they tried to show us one but our immaturity we all started laughing at it because it looked like this sleeve to like a big sweater yeah and we just start all just like pulling our sweaters down like waving them around being like you want this like you want it it's safe Uh, it's safe no one's gonna get pregnant i remember the teacher just like had it like went out behind the school to go smoke like a pack of cigarettes just like fuck these kids
1: yeah um yeah i don't know if it has a specific name but a female condom i still don't know how those work i'm not gonna lie
0: I have never used one. I've Me never met someone who's used one. Me neither. I've never seen them, like, off. Like, I've never seen them in terms of, like, being sold in mass quantities. I haven't seen where it's like, oh, we're all out of those condoms today. Like, no.
1: No. I don't think you can just go to, like, you know, the random store at, like, 11 a.m. 11 a.m.? <laughs> Well, I, would, I whichever time you're getting the horn.
0: No, you yeah, uh, now you're talking about it like it's a shoe drop, like we're hype beasts and we need to get there. <laughs> we've been tent outside, we've been camping, we want to get the condoms.
1: <laughs> exactly. But it's like I don't feel that I can go to like my corner shop right now and be like, Hi, do you have female condoms that I can just buy, please? I think they just look at me like, What? Wait, what are you talk what? what? what?
0: <laughs> What's wrong with regular condoms? Give
1: me a sock. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah I wish we had like um the one now that's coming to mind. you've seen the testicle jacuzzi. no, what is this? You haven't seen the testicle jacuzzi, I have not seen the testicle jacuzzi, okay, I still can't tell if this is just fucking pure internet doing its thing of making up nonsensical shit or if it's yeah. an actual thing like. But basically, it's this little hot tub. It's exactly what you're imagining. (laughs) This little hot tub where you are supposed to dip your testicles in and it goes off. It starts doing the jacuzzi thing with your balls in it. And it's supposed to be a way to reduce sperm count for safer sex to avoid pregnancy. Really? This is a real thing.
1: How how can you do sperm count by just... I don't know if it's something...
0: I'm not sure if it's a question of just the temperature or if there are certain types of waves and frequencies being shot out at your balls that for, like, in a certain period of time, your sperm count is very much depleted or, I don't know, makes the sperm go to sleep. So they're not going to wake up when it's ejaculation time. I don't know, but I've always just thought in my head, like, you know, we're laughing at, like, the female condom, but, like, imagine being with someone and being like, oh, yeah, we're about to get lucky, start moving, like, uh-huh, it's like, hold on, babe. Just got put a, put the boys in the jacuzzi and just like standing there <laughs> perched over this little micro jacuzzi staring at me like, yeah, baby, you can't wait. Like, oh yeah. as that turn you on? Just like this, like bubbling. And just like, I think you have to do for like 10 minutes. No, <laughs> It's like an absurd amount of time. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Could you imagine if like some people are like. You know, the moment of like wearing a condom is a bus kill for some guys, I ne-
0: especially. I never got that, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't have, I don't own a penis, but I mean, but my partner totally feels that way. Like, it's not like he's opposed to condoms, not at all. Like, he's you know a huge fan of safe sex, but to him, is like, ugh. It,
0: it feels <laughs> different. Sure, question,
1: and then like his boner goes, and then it's a whole, and I'm like. Why? It's just a second. Come on, just put it in. You, you've got experience. You've been doing this for a while. Haven't you?
0: <laughs> I mean, the only time that I've had a hard time with condoms is just like, if I've come home from the bar, then I know where I'm like, bah, and then I have to like fiddle with plastic. Then I usually just call it off. I'm just like, we're done. And I'm like, can we wait till tomorrow morning? Could we like, you know, I can't, I, I can't right now do fucking balloon animal. Like I'm just going to lose my track. Like my train of thought. <laughs> so how was your uh
1: so how was your sexy night yeah it was great We just uh blew the balloon animal of it
0: was amazing <laughs> uh he made a balloon animal let it go and made that the fart net noise net net around the sexy. room <laughs> and then he fell asleep and said like catch it brunch like that was it <laughs> i love it uh yeah it's, i mean obviously each
1: each person has different reactions to different things but like the jacuzzi, the ball—you know—the testicle jacuzzi must definitely be a buzzkill if you have to
0: do it. Right I before. think right there's, no, I there. there's no in between. It's either going to be the biggest buzzkill and just cut the mood, or it's going to be the most exciting thing on the planet. Of like, see, yeah,
1: patient <laughs> I will be able to lick those balls. They're well. They've been well bathed.
0: It's also. You couldn't tell if the balls have been in the jacuzzi because they're already wrinkly. So they're not going to prune up. So like, there's that. So you don't have to worry about aesthetics technically. That is true. But also would true. you trust someone if you went home with them and you said, do you have a call and said, no, let me get the jacuzzi out. Would you trust that person that you just met? Oh, you just picked up at a bar. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Um yeah no i think i mean in all seriousness now definitely not obviously not a one night stand not someone that you just met because that's like also it's like (laughs) that is great boo boo but i don't know if you've got like a bunch of fucking like uh you know stis just rolled i have no idea so So let's just you know wear the rubber um (laughs) but but if it's like someone that i've been seeing regularly and we've decided to have like unprotected sex and they pull like they whip out this like testicle jacuzzi <laughs> yeah testicle jacuzzi i'd be like i would be uh it would surprise me but i'd be like sure cool let's uh i,
0: I think then
1: this works
0: i i think i'll give it I, a go <laughs> if i saw someone pull out the Can I use jacuzzi? It as well. i i I think i think i'd fall in love with them i feel like i think i have feelings for you because i just watched this whole scene play out like oh my god
1: it feels very personal i'm looking at a you know like a very intimate moment with yourself
0: (laughs) but that's because if it's 10 minutes imagine saying like oh let me just go to the washroom real quick to freshen up but that's 10 minutes that's 10 minutes of just ball and you're like
1: what are they doing are they (laughs) changing? Did like they forget to shape?
0: Yeah. What is it, is it? Is it like last minute douching? Like what? What do they think is gonna happen right now? Like what? <laughs> did they bring in the lingerie set. Like what? What is going on? And they just they come gonna...
1: out and they're completely like, you don't notice any difference, and you're like, what happened?
0: <laughs> what is it? What did is you this, do? Am I being punked? Is Ashton Kutcher here? Like what? <laughs> What? What was that about? No flush. There's no flush in the toilet. There's nothing. There's nothing no, but There's there must no-
1: be. No, it's not a flush. It's like it's like a waterfall. It's like a cascade. You're like, what is going on in there? Because obviously they're like, you know, they're like, <laughs> they're getting rid of the water. So it's just
0: like, Whoosh. and you're like, what the <laughs> What is happening? i think okay no now i think all right if you use the testicle jacuzzi and you wear a condom that should legally be called scuba diving i think you that's what that should be <laughs> that's, you're ready you're scuba steve at that point your cock and balls are ready for deep sea diving like you are yeah you, your genitals have become Jacques Cousteau. you're ready to go man <laughs> we got the submarine we're ready
1: <laughs> we're ready let's go i love it i love it but you know what? It's like it's interesting. I guess it does make sense if it's related to like temperature, because you know those. Um, I always get ads of those like natural cycles, like con- like contraceptive. It's well, it's not really contraceptive. It's just this thing. I'm gonna butcher it, okay? I'm totally gonna butcher it.
0: I literally just spoke about a testicle jacuzzi. How <laughs> how far could we go here?
1: <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. So um it's basically this alternative to contraceptives, non-hormonal contraceptives in which you basically take your temperature every morning. uh, And according to your temperature, it'll tell you, I think obviously you need to kind of follow up and just keep a really regular um, log of everything. Mm -hmm. But according to your body temperature, I think it does, um kind of tell you if you're ovulating or if you're you know if you're fertile if you know if it's a safe day to have unprotected sex if not and it's supposedly as effective if done properly as a condom or as you know any other hormonal contraceptives and i'm like that sounds great it's also kind of terrifying it's, I don't want to gamble it. I, I
0: yeah, I don't know if I want to roll those dice. I'm not really sure yeah. on temperature, but because also, is it because if the temperature is higher, does that mean it's going to be?
1: I have not looked into it in depth. I'm not gonna lie. I've just you know, I've kind of like browsed through it. I always get targeted ads around like about it. I guess because obviously you know, <laughs> I'm at that age. Uh, <laughs> i reproductive age um and yeah i've just looked at it and seen how it works and it kind of you know typical like ad videos are like blah 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 and this woman waking up like absolutely perfect taking her temperature and being like
0: mm. um <laughs> i know really yeah like the that. woman wakes up full face of makeup hair's beautiful she's
1: also wearing like full set of clothes
0: right? yeah yeah oh yeah yeah because everyone sleeps like that oh, everyone obviously. yeah it's bright sunny day everyone's happy
1: <laughs> exactly i only wake up like that if i did not remove my clothes and my makeup from the night before. And usually it's not
0: looking right. No one wakes up. Yeah. No one wakes up. I'm like, (laughs) water. now that I'm thinking about the temperature thing, logically, I feel if you had a higher temperature, you'd be more fertile, but that's just me thinking like, if you have a cream pie, you turn the oven on. That's pretty much what's going on in my mind. Like that, you know, like whereas if your oh, body's ever...
1: cream pie though what are we talking about
0: now <laughs> what do you think no we're actually talking about a dairy tart <laughs>
1: okay, okay 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 so you know i just wanted to check you know since we have eggs and yeast and the uh... yeah
0: um i would say you know in the balls that would be the baking powder yeah nah, nah, nah. that's what makes it <laughs> okay rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll take that analogy um yeah, I don't know. I need to look into it a bit more to understand better how it works. But yeah, they sell, it, they sell it really good. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. And at the same time, I'm like, do I trust it though? But wouldn't your
0: partner's temperature matter as well?
1: Well, I guess not. Cause if you're having heterosexual sex, technically guys are, Always able to impregnate women I mean, or I thought, I, thought gonna and... say, I, th- I thought you were going to say.
0: I thought you were going to say men are usually cold. Body temperature. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, the second that you talked to me about like the the testicle jacuzzi, <laughs> my my first thought was, but aren't you supposed to keep those cool? That's why they're like hanging outside of the body.
0: They are very sensitive to temperature. Yes, they expand. They, they turn into, you know, basically a cocoon when it's cold.
1: <laughs> True. True. And, on,
0: <laughs> and on a summer day, it looks like chewed up bubblegum on a park bench. It's not pretty. It is not pretty.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen a fair share of those in my life.
0: <laughs> so speaking of chewed up hot testicles... Do you want to talk about your film and producing?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What, what, what would you like to know? Well, do you want to explain what type of film that you're into production wise and kind of go from there?
1: Sure. Okay. So what, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint what kind of stuff I'm into. Cause obviously there's a lot, uh, mm. and a wide range of things, but I think predominantly, the stuff that I like the most are um, kind of like lo-fi, kind of grounded sci-fi type uh, of films, regardless of the subgenre. like it could be a mm. romantic, it could be a thriller, it could be right. horror. Um, but you know, let's, let's take, uh, you know, which I would say is if I had to pick one, my favorite film, Although that's another hard question,
0: but I know that's yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. I'm, um, not, I'm not gonna ask you that one, but maybe if you could do like a top three.
1: Okay. <clears throat> well, um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Mm. You know that kind of vibe of like. Okay. Yeah, I you know exactly. In normal what you mean. world, but there's this factor that completely changes things, and it's like an alternate reality type thing, mm. or like magical realism in that kind of South American yeah. uh, literary influence way. Uh, I'm super into that. I love it. Because, you know, I think that in a way why I like film and why I like um, fiction and literature as well is that you can talk about any topic you want. You can obviously uh, make a criticism or make any sort of observation about the world, but you can also Mm. kind of run away with your imagination and you can make things happen that wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. in the real world and i think that's really cool like if we're if we're able to do that in film or in books or in you know graphic novels or whatnot or in art then you know we already have real life
0: yeah to deal with every day yeah you want to escape
1: yeah exactly but you know um but in a way sorry No, i was
0: gonna say like because you said sci-fi in particular
1: yeah but that in that sense it's kind of like a more grounded sci-fi not necessarily yeah. like full blown star wars which you know i still have nothing against but you know i wouldn't say that i go full-on fantasy or full-on sci-fi
0: i get what you mean i feel the same way when it comes to horror movies like i yeah, i don't no, like the no, full-blown no, no, no ridiculous jump scares.
1: Shit. jump scares are boring oh they're cheap i want cheap. something that fucks me up when, from within <laughs> you know <laughs> i want to be terrified i want to go to bed and not be able to like look at myself in the mirror <laughs> I,
0: really want, I want your film to ruin me from the within side exactly. that's what i want <laughs>
1: that's what i want to be honest um i am a very kind of uh mostly positive really chill really laid back Mm uh person but i love dark shit Mm. love it like love really dark and fucked up books films um things that are that just really explore the darkest side of human beings oh yeah i love that shit i don't know why it's just like it's fascinating
0: if you could make a dream project would you want it to be around those themes?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. what would be, like, the first thing that comes to mind? I'm not asking for the whole pitch, but, like, if you could, like, if you had the budget and all that, what would be the first idea you'd want to do?
1: Well, there's many things, really, but there's one that I've been kind of sitting on for a while. Uh, that's, my, that's my best friend slash roommate. Say hi
0: hi welcome to the podcast you're on oiled up nice I'm to meet serious.
1: you I'm not here. Uh, <laughs> ignore so um i would say there's one that i've been mm, kind of ruminating on for a while and i actually wrote like a pilot script for it that is really really incredibly green but you know it's it's on paper which is before before i was even aware of uh the handmaid's Sale. It was like, if I had to put an elevator pitch, it's like uh, the Handmaid's Tale meets Orange is New Black. Okay. Right? And we basically live in this like near future in which, um, you know, women mostly have, um, like fertility in women has decreased like substantially. Mm-hmm. So the only few women, let's say one in a thousand um, who are fertile are kind of like, Technically they're not obliged, but they're like very strongly encouraged to sign up to these, um, these fertility centers in which they basically just, you know, give their life and live there and and dedicate themselves to having babies, which they will never raise. and it gets really dark and you kind of see that because you know everything is like pink and beautiful and amazing yeah than this kind of almost like health wellness retreat in which they're really well taken care of you know they they are you know they eat really well they do exercise they're taken care of but then there's this dark underbelly which is basically all the psychological side and how they feel they in a way forced to being there and if they decide to leave which they're technically allowed to they're completely shunned by society okay Um, so yeah i just feel that 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 at the the moment has been uh done over and over again i think i guess it's just the zeitgeist of the moment Mm -hmm. but you know when i started thinking about it which was like in 2015 i think i wrote the first outline there you go uh i was like this sounds like uh, something that I'd like to make.
0: How- it sounds like my first thought hearing it, I had, I, I imagine you've seen these movies too. You've seen Children of Men. Yes. Yeah. I thought of that. And then after I started thinking of Mad Max, uh, yeah. Tom Hardy, uh-huh. that whole setup of like the pristine, like kept away and that whole duty and that. But I yeah. enjoy it, I like it
1: yeah i mean it wouldn't be as dark as the handmaid's tale because you know how like i love it i think it's great but it gets so bleak yeah i have to stop watching it and i'm telling you i'm a person who's just you know self-described themselves as i love dark fucked up fucked up but they 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 just don't give you a moment of joy everything is awful it's just just, it's always on the downside it's all yeah Uh, you know and he's great but at the same time i'm like oh i need some i need some fucking dope i need some dopamine
0: here. i need just to see like a puppy <laughs> so yeah
1: i i understand um and i stopped watching it because it was too much and that's a lot
0: like also well, isn't the main the main star of that show isn't she isn't she in scientology yeah which is it's like controversial.
1: What? Elizabeth Moss, yeah, she actually oh came and gave a talk uh, to us while I was still at uni uh, doing my masters. And she, I mean, she's great. She's a, an incredibly mm. interesting, um, interesting and and intelligent person. Who, especially nowadays, she mostly gets involved in projects that she's also creatively involved in, not just as an actress, but potentially as a producer, as an exec producer, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And the stuff that she's made is really interesting, but yeah, she is really into Scientology. And I think she's like a, you know, a big uh, a big supporter and a big, vo- really vocal about it. And I'm like,
0: it's very strange that she's in hands made *Tale*.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: <laughs> I find it so odd. It's like, are you, is it parody? Are we like, did we like what? Okay. But her performance in hollow man was really good. The new one. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. Speaking of, you know, now that this is now moving from a sex ed podcast to now the film critique podcast, which I really enjoy. This is great because I can't do this by myself because I'm a white boy with a podcast. I'm just going to roll their fucking eyes.
1: You need a, <laughs> a, a white presenting Latina to kind of yeah. give you some sort of credibility.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, oh, here we go. Film guy going to give a critique. Uh, cinema in the modern day, like, oh, shut the fuck up, Armando. Shut the go fuck up. Go watch Shrek. <laughs> But uh, no, Hollow Man was really good because speaking of how you enjoy films that are not too fantastical and too outrageously sci-fi, uh, if you want to watch this movie with her, really good because they're playing on the Invisible Man. Oh and yeah. Has... yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the trailer for it. I thought it looked great.
0: Honestly, really good. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, just schlock or whatever. As someone who enjoys thrillers and horrors, really good. Recommend. And Amazing. also listeners, if you want to watch that, watch it. It's good 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 i'll check it out
1: so yeah i think going back to your original question i think that's uh the kind of stuff that i want to focus on making mm. um yeah they're just you know they're do you enjoyable. have a dream
0: cast for this project if you could <sighs>
1: um You know what, I back in the day I had some indicative cast ideas, but obviously things have changed and you know, more really interesting up and coming actors have come along. So I don't know, but you know, the 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 main character is meant to be like 18. Okay. Um so I think maybe I'd go for let's be super Let's be super mainstream and go with like Jenna Ortega vibes just because she has like a fuck off quality to her that I enjoy. Mm. Uh, you know, and she kind of gives you that she's going to be trouble vibes, but can also be really sweet. Uh, I thought you were
0: going to say Tom Holland. I was like, Oh my God.
1: No, I think he's really sweet. He's just, yeah, (laughs) I don't know
0: yeah Jennifer Tang, i could see that i was even thinking um the actor that plays in the last of us plays bella i forget their name
1: oh yeah um bella ramsey
0: is it bella ramsey Bella Ramsey. yeah oh wow uh, it's ellie sorry yeah bella ramsey they're really great yeah. i would see them doing the role yeah they're
1: great they're amazing uh they're they're they they're gonna i mean they've already blown up but they're gonna blow up even Yeah. Now. um yeah yeah that could be really interesting I don't know. I think that I I'd I'd have to rethink it now. Mm. I feel I haven't had a thought about that in a long time because I've kind of just parked it. But you can. Would you
0: incorporate testicle jacuzzis as a easter egg in this film?
1: I would definitely incorporate (laughs) testicle
0: jacuzzis
1: because there's actually. I'm not gonna give a, give away too much of it because if I ever end up making it, I want I don't want. Yeah, we want to. We want
0: to keep it fresh. We want to keep it suspenseful. Party,
1: but I'm gonna give you a little preview. Oh uh, there's, shit! There's uh, there's an episode in which um you can choose if you want to be artificially inseminated or if you want to have uh sex. Okay. And obviously they pre-choose for you. You know the best specimens. If, you know. Mm. males that you should have sex with and they obviously pair you up and tell you "You you're more genetically compatible to this person Uh um and there's like this kind of party you know they try to make it uh the less jarring they can uh but you know they try to make this like mix and match party in which you kind of you know pretend to have a date and whatever and then have sex with as many people as you can um sounds fun that sounds like a it sounds fight. fun
0: i mean it also sounds great if you have a breeding kink i feel this is this is it <laughs> this right is it. i was gonna this
1: say like <laughs> oh my god i You're was i wasn't knowing. gonna ask You're you flat out
0: what has he been talking about i was like i i have to ask her either on the pod or i'm gonna send a dm being like hold on <laughs>
1: uh yeah so it's basically a kink event before me knowing <laughs> that was. <one happens. laughs> <laughs> you know it was always it's a dystopian was always kink me. event <laughs> exactly uh so i think i could definitely incorporate the the, um, the sticky jacuzzi because you know it could be like a moment of like the guy needs to see if it's the moment and how to yeah. like how to like potentially um you know stimulate the sperm we can make it work we can make
0: it work. you can make it work there's time yeah there's there's, of don't time. worry
1: i have all of my life this can be a project that I can start making in like 50 years' time when it's completely obsolete. <laughs> when now, it's no longer science fiction.
0: It's when reality. it's no longer science fiction, it's reality. It's just like, oh, wow. It okay. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be considered a period piece. Like, oh, wow. Look at Basically. that. Like, back in ancient times in the 80s, we had testicle jacuzzis and blah, blah, blah. Ryan Gosling was there. It was great. Like, okay. like, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much pretty much. Now, would you would you okay, because now, speaking with this idea and speaking with sex, and also with the last episode I did and with the project you showed me, Mm. would you make a nod at incels in some form or other? Do they exist in this space in your story in some way?
1: Um, I think they could exist. I mean, you know, cause obviously what I, what I would be creating in this world and it's meant to be a TV show, by the way, I don't know if I said that. So you you have the time, the space yeah. to explore the world at length. Um, so I do think that probably they should be mentioned in some way, shape or form there as part of society and how, how, or wh- how, or whether this, you know the fact that fertility is waning, you know how that has affected you know if, if it had Yeah, it definitely would it, it set,
0: definitely would push their ideology to a whole nother fucking level
1: yeah because nowadays like well nowadays not nowadays that doesn't happen nowadays <laughs> but in my in my world where uh you know women are not really fertile anymore what is their what is their argument you know like because there is a whole thing around fertility and good mothers and blah 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 you know and how women are supposed Mm. to be a certain way or behave or you know do this or do that And, and there is a thing about like wife material quote unquote yeah uh and whether they would be good mother material so If there's no longer that possibility, right, what happens? You know, it's just, it's down mainly to human relationships and romantic relationships. That's it. There's no, there's no reproduction side to things anymore.
0: And I just want to make it clear to the listeners. I'm bringing this up because you showed me that piece you worked on. Do you yeah. want to explain it to them yeah. what it is? Yeah.
1: Um, so it is a short film that I produced while I was doing my master's in mm-hmm. film producing uh, and it's basically about the premises. Um, there's, you know, recently divorced 50 year old man uh, who lives in a nice house in the suburbs in the UK. Um his estranged sixteen year old daughter comes to visit and stays with him and they he tries to like desperately to reconnect with her and rekindle that relationship and she's just not having it. She she has the worst attitude towards him and you feel really bad and you're like, He's really mm-hmm. really trying. Why are you being such a bitch? But then she kind of starts dropping hints at the fact that she knows something about him yeah. that will completely change their relationship forever and basically i'm gonna totally spoil it spoiler alert Uh, (laughs) it's not even out there so they can't even watch it
0: Uh, (laughs) sucks to be you exclusive
1: material (laughs) so um sadly we discovered that basically he he's become a pickup artist you know he's become a Not necessarily an insult, because I I do think he's got I think
0: Manosphere, like product of the Manosphere.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and he's, it was cut from the final version of the film, but there was a whole thing around the fact that he wrote a book and he had been super successful. And the book was basically one of those, like, makeup up artistry books in which he, you know, lays out his his formula. (laughs) uh, And he becomes, like, super, you know, super successful and earns a lot of money suddenly and has this kind of, you know lives this sort of you know rejuvenation process or whatever we want to call it uh and in the end what happens is that they have a really tender moment in which it seems that they're finally going to reconnect and it seems that she's finally like dropped her you know facade of yeah of a rebellious 16 year old girl and she shows him the video of him talking about women like their pieces of meat and just explaining to other men how they're supposed to you know kind of treat them in a certain way and always aim for under 20 or under 30. Yeah the age
0: I remember specifically that struck me because that you age. know that's
1: when they're at their most value as soon as a woman hits 30 then they lose all their value and obviously the fact that you know as as uh armando went into depth in his previous episode this whole thing with like if a woman has several sexual partners then you know their value decreases whereas if they've only had one or none obviously that's the Yeah thing. it's like American, the
0: golden egg
1: you're the golden egg uh so obviously she's discovered this and she is a you know very much a gen z super liberal um sex positive girl who's also kind of starting to figure out her own sexuality Mm -hmm. so imagine if you're this person and you find out that your dad is the worst thing possible for you from your perspective i
0: i would not know how to react i don't know how i would even try to not only maintain a relationship but even going out there to meet other people who have probably seen this i think this is like i'm kind of shocked that they cut out the part that he is a best-selling author and like has made a career out of this a lot of decisions were made okay (laughs) (laughs) you can't see you can't see carolina's face but i saw it and that was clear decisions were made
1: You know, we we played around in the edit a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we cut out uh, and there's a lot of stuff that we kind of rejiggled and and changed. Mm -hmm. Um, I I can't remember right now why we left that out. It was two years ago, but clearly my my memory is uh, (laughs) not at its best. I don't really know what was the final decision behind it to be honest. And I think it was also because the director felt strongly about it and in the end it Mm -hmm. was you
0: know it was his i mean it still is great it still works it's still like very important works, it works I, on I, many I, yeah. levels
1: um but yeah i can't remember why
0: but no, I, I, I think what what added it to me like now knowing that was an an option i think what i found more interesting is that how it can seem to like the manosphere and all that could absorb an everyday guy quote unquote like it could be anyone And it's not just this guy who built a career off of it. Like, I thought it was just like, oh, you're just ranting on TikTok because we all have access to technology right now. Anyone can set up a camera and just scream whatever idea. You know, we could talk about jet testicle jacuzzis. Or, you know, you have some men who are yelling about fucking this logic of, oh, yeah, you know, the lining wears down the more they have sex. You know, just erosion is a thing, dude. Like, stop talking about genitalia like it's like a geology. It's not the coastline. This is not how this works. Bring back Pangea.
1: Exactly. And the whole logic is like, oh, but that doesn't happen if you have a lot of sex with one
0: person. Yeah, no, that's out the window. It's magic. It's sci-fi. It's exactly. It is
1: the stuff of movies.
0: It's all Hollywood, baby. It's pure
1: fiction. <laughs> you, like... <laughs> You know what, I have a very, very, very close friend who I uh, love very dearly, who is an avid Trump slash Andrew Tate supporter. Yikes. And um, it's really interesting because we have really long and interesting debates about, Things that were clearly very opposed on, um, but it's interesting because he is first of all he's a very intelligent person, and second of all he's very open to debate. He's open to listening right. to other people's reasons, and he's open to he's open to his, his mind being changed, even though it happens seldom. Likewise, I mean, you know, yeah. the other way around, I'm open to talking to people who have very different mm. views from myself as long as they make a case and they're respectful when I am making my case. Mm-hmm. Um, but at times it's gotten hairy. I I've can been like, imagine. we need to stop talking now because uh, I love you, but I'm gonna stop loving you, so.
0: Yeah, because I feel like with, yeah. with that whole sphere of like Andrew Tate and all these fuckers, I feel when you know someone who's gotten right into it, I feel there's a sense of grief. And I imagine you must feel that with him—that there's grieving that your relationship is no longer what it used to be, that you know an individual you were close to, or like I imagine they're not as close anymore, that is literally walking around and is a product of the bullshit that we can laugh at on social media, and be like this is so stupid, but is having real life results.
1: Yes, exactly. And the thing is, you know, it's really interesting because, um we have these debates and you know, he's like, he's just defending traditional masculinity. And I'm like, I'm sorry, how like, look, I have nothing against traditional masculinity. If that's what you want to go for, like, that's Mm. great. If you want to be a manly man and you know, do all those things.
0: Drink beer, watch race cars, you know, uh, go to the gym, fine
1: yeah that's great i mean if that makes you happy and you're not bothering anyone else and you're not affecting anyone el- else's life then that's great do your thing but you can defend traditional masculinity without having to shit all over women yeah and without having to shit all over people who do not correspond to that idea of masculinity so that's you know and i was like i, w- I just find this really sad because I love you a lot. And I just think it's really sad that you have these ideas and you're defending these ideas. And he's like, Well, it's not sad, blah, blah. blah." And it was like, you know, we had this conversation and, and I was like, I think he I don't know if if he asked me. um, Because obviously, you know, the way he frames it is that I, he can have these debates with me because I'm willing to listen and I'm not a quote unquote radical feminist right because according to him i am the only feminist that he's friends with because they're all fucking crazy
0: uh and i'm like i i i I don't think it's because they're crazy i think it's because he can have a debate which is a privilege to talk about this whereas women are living this day-to-day with threats of violence stalking um not feeling safe and seeing this world grow more and more heartless and hostile towards just simply them existing so yeah it makes sense that they could be a little loca when you want to talk about this fucking subject because they have to live it where you've just sat there and decided to put your little pipe in your mouth and be like, Ur-huh. top G once said, what color is your Bugatti? Shut. Okay. Anyways, continue. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I totally
1: agree. And, and yeah, I do look, it's not that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not, it's like saying, Oh, all feminists think the same and all people who think the same or the same? It's like it's like no. That the fact that I am a feminist or that I'm friends with, some, with someone who's a feminist doesn't mean that I agree with every single thing that another feminist says. Mm-hmm. They can be a feminist and they can be an absolute fucking idiot. You mm-hmm. know, like that. That's that can happen. So you know, many times it's like, oh well, you know, because you you you're you you make sense and you you know you're not trying to attack. You don't hate men. And I was like, oh, there we go. you don't have blue hair and uh, you know what i i used to have blue hair (laughs) so so there we go but yeah basically it's like oh you don't grow your armpit hair and you don't go like in tits like screaming around town just like smearing your period blood all over the place and i'm like
0: who's who's doing this like please drop the location i want to hang out i want (laughs) to see what's going on like come on now (laughs) exactly i'm
1: like okay um so you know it's like i you know when he tells me those things i'm like look i i see what you mean i don't agree but I can understand where you're coming from and what you're trying to say here. But at the same time, I'm like, I I really cannot stress this enough. And I hate that I have to say it, but it's like not all feminists are radical. And feminism is not Mm. the exact opposite as chauvinism or sexism. Mm. It's not the same. It's not like women's supremacy no
0: <laughs> we that have would, to shoot also, all the men <laughs>
1: that would also be fucking terrifying yeah like you know side note I, have you read this book or watched the show called the power
0: it's not wait hold on is that the book i feel i remember the cover is that the one that's like orange and blue with a white stripe or something the power No, my thinking is something, but there's
1: again, there might be several covers, so I don't know. But it's basically about um, they've made a new TV show which I still haven't watched on Amazon, so I don't know if it's any good. But it has Tony Collette in it, so could be good. Um, I mean, exactly, Uh, it's basically about um, all around the world, uh, younger girls, especially start developing powers. Basically, they're able to like, um, you know, have kind of electricity in their hands, and they're able to hurt people. Okay. So the whole world order starts changing completely. You know, and it's and it's told that you know in the in the space of like eight years or ten years something like that how the entire world shifts completely, and we mm-hmm. go from a you know sexist chauvinistic, you know, male centered world to the exact opposite, mm-hmm. and it's equally terrifying even even more terrifying at times you know like when women are in complete control they start abusing their power towards men and it's so who wrote, the, who wrote the book who uh, wrote this it? uh woman called naomi i want to say give me a second i don't want to butcher her last name i don't want to i don't want to make it up naomi alderman
0: okay naomi alderman uh
1: recommend fucking amazing loved
0: it do you feel that with this guy, you know, being a Tate supporter and being basically, I, you know, clearly down the alt-right pipeline, do you feel something happened? Because you know him, because this is why I kind of wanted to, like, figure out, like, with the last episode talking about incels and all that. There's clearly a moment of insecurity or something has happened that this all suddenly becomes appealing.
1: I guess so. I mean, I think, I think in a way what has happened. I, I can't speak for him specifically. I don't right. uh So you know, I, I wouldn't dare to do that either. But I think there is a, a point in which probably men who were more on the, you know, kind of traditional masculine and more like and happy with that and just chilled and had a, some mm. sort of success in that way of presenting themselves to the world suddenly felt really attacked or felt like that was invalid or they were wrong by having that sort of behavior mm. i'm not talking about like toxic masculine behavior i'm just talking about presenting them as like you know gym dudes or being interested in yeah. the traditionally considered male interests uh and i think there was a moment which like well, well you know why why the fuck is this a problem why is this bad now why am i not able to be this without being a sexist prick Right?
0: Why am I? I think that's where like the lines get crossed. Where it's like no one's saying that you can't be that. It's the behaviors and the patriarchal ideas that go with being a man and what men are. You know, they are subjected to certain shit that destroys them, and they don't know where to put that anger. So who better to blame? Like, oh, it's the fucking woman's fault. Like, no.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with you, and that's the whole point. It's trying to make them understand that you can be all of that just let go of you know the sexist chauvinistic oppressive behavior and the thing is that most most people and and i'm saying people because it's not only men and as we know it's like anyone can be sexist and chauvinistic Mm. and believe me i have seen some raging examples of sexist and chauvinistic women You know, who put other women down and who are like, you're meant to be doing this. And why are you not preparing the meals for your husband? And why is the bed? I've seen those
0: types. Yeah, like the, yeah, it's really strange. It's, it's like, it's kind of like if you saw a cat bark. It's very like, it just puts you like, what just happened? But the thing
1: is that what we need to understand, like, I think this is, this is controversial because, if you say we need to understand the context in which things happen and who, who, where are they? where are these people coming from? And, you know, you know, the classic argument of it was other times it was, you know, old, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think that's pr- particularly an argument. It shouldn't be an argument and it's not an excuse, but it surely is an explanation.
0: It's context, it's context. I would say it's context, to need to have context
1: of how people were brought up where people were brought up under what sort of culture Mm -hmm. or religious context
0: or also the media
1: background you know all of that is going to inform you why people think the way they think and like you know in many ways in many ways i've been lucky and i haven't necessarily um felt like I've been made to feel like I'm not enough or I can't do enough Mm -hmm. because I'm a woman, which I'm very lucky about. But at the same time, there are many people who have, and at the same time, there's a lot of, um... I do, however, always have had to deal with and play with the whole push and pull of like sexual tension or sexual interest, even if it's, you know, even if it's not in a dating scenario or in a scenario where any of that should come into play, mm-hmm. but it, it unavoidably does because some people do just make it about that. If you see what I mean, like sometimes it's, I it's, think it's, I'm it's catching on
0: to what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: a coworker or someone who makes like a, some sort of remark or comment that is not necessarily inappropriate, but it has a little tinge of, I can see it. Yeah.
0: There's a little, edge to it There's... yeah and it's
1: like it's not enough for you to <clears throat> to kind of call them out on it but you're like why are we why are you why 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 why, why? Yeah.
0: <laughs> why? now we're in the the philosophical part of the podcast we, we are just asking why 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 but it's true it's why why is that comment necessary why do we think you know yeah, it's necessary? You know, it, why it, it, what goes through our brains to be like this is cool to say this is what needs to come out of my mouth
1: totally and just you know just if you are obviously men go through this as well but like if you are a moderately you know attractive person you will get especially if you're a woman of your female presenting uh you will get a lot of completely random unwanted attention Mm. remarks advances that are also completely out of context Mm. mostly if you're a woman i feel men also get that of course they do um and i know some really really attractive male friends who it's
0: horrible like I think there's a difference with that, you know, I agree with you that there are, you know, men who get the unwanted attention and that, you know, others get unwanted attention. I think what's the big difference here is that when it comes from a man, I feel then there's that element of danger and that rejection if you say no, that's a very big difference and I think brings it back to the whole circle of, you know, violent behavior and this entitlement and this whole thing. Like, it's like, well, you know, you're not actually pretty. You're actually a slut. Like, what the fuck just happened? All because you just said no. And in five minutes, now you're getting slandered. Literally.
1: Literally. Yeah. There's a, there's a, an Argentinian comedian who I absolutely love called. Um... Oh,
0: my God. I'm blanking.
1: Oh! <laughs> I'm like, I love her. She's amazing. I'm an expert on her.
0: <laughs> I, I love, love her. So good. I wrote her Wikipedia page. It's great. Her name is, so her name oh. <laughs> her name is
1: um, Malena Pichot. Um and okay. it's like she is. She has this um, this Netflix special. I don't know if it's available on non Spanish speaking countries. I'm not sure, but it's okay. called Complex Stupidity. Okay. And it's amazing and there's a there's a bit in there where she talks about uh you know when you're at the bar and it's four in the morning and you know you're with your girlfriend you're a girl and you're with your girlfriend you are having and you're dancing there with a little drink and the annoying super drunk guy comes along like you know gets up too close not respecting personal space the whole yeah and and you would love to be like Fuck off, right? Like just fuck the fuck yeah. off. I'm doing my thing. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm not interested. But you don't. It doesn't matter how you know how uh outspoken and how disruptive you are. You don't because you feel unsafe. Because you're like, you're just sitting there with your little drink, like <laughs> yeah. looking at your friend, like fucking save me. You know, and it's mainly because. You just you're you're sitting there in no man's land, not saying yes but not saying no, just trying to remove yourself from the situation in a way that is subtle enough that he
0: will hopefully. It's, it's diffusing. It's diffusing exactly, the situation. Exactly, because if you against, yeah. and if
1: you're like uh, not interested, go away. As you say, you you know you go from beautiful lady to cock sucking whore in one second. Yeah. And it's like. There's no need. Like, I'm just There's not no interested need. in you. That's it. Yeah. Can you just gracefully walk away? Like well, maybe not gracefully. Stumble stumble over
0: stuff. to another part exactly. of the bar. Can you, you just know go
1: and not bother anyone else? Um But yeah, it's interesting how so one of the okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna to i I'm gonna open go another on. another go subject. On. Go on okay, chapter five go.
0: of this podcast. Let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Good luck naming this episode. Pussy
0: Bakery. The um, philosophical Pussy Bakery of Male Entitlement. Wow. Love it. Wow. Okay.
1: That sounds uh, like a uh, panic at the disco title.
0: Are they headlining Coachella? Is Pussy Bakery at Coachella? What stage are they at? <laughs> please.
1: Please let's start a band and call it Pussy Bakery.
0: I'm in amazing
1: i will i'll i'll play the guitar badly
0: okay. i'll play cowbell it'll be great yes
1: cowbell <laughs> that's it that's all we need okay amazing so um uh, guys check out for uh our- <laughs> uh
0: band camp, pussy bakery oh we got an ep dropping real soon uh we're talking about you know show ideas now we're dropping EPs. just non-stop here there you go
1: i mean you know we're just we're just so creative just you know, full of ideas um but yeah in all seriousness so one of the things that i really enjoyed when i kind of started um uh kind of getting involved and in attending sex positive events or just getting involved with the sex positive community and the non-monogamous community mm-hmm i, I kind of hate the prefix ethical non-monogamy it's like it's meant to be ethical. ethical if not it's just cheating
0: yeah you know it's strange how we are in society where you have to say it <coughs> right or yeah the
1: uh... it's like oh we're ethically non-monogamous i mean i get it i get it i get why, why it's yeah. being said because you just need to there's so much non-ethical,
0: non-monogamy that I guess you. Know, I, I also, I, I also do because I'm being also in a non-monogamous relationship. I do love saying like, where people say, "Oh, is it ethical non-monogamy?" Like, no, no. it's unethical. Uh, <laughs> the Geneva Convention. Fuck that noise. By the way, we test our multiple love for other people on animals. That's right, animal testing, <laughs> non-vegan, completely unethical. We are worse than Amazon when it comes to our goddamn relationship. Oh no, you got bestiality <laughs> involved.
1: Whoa. Okay. No, not that
0: way. We just we just, oh, okay. we just, we just, we just, we just love bomb the animals. Oh, I mean,
1: okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, okay.
0: Yeah, like yeah. What kind of fucking podcast is I, I, I mean, just I am an right
1: open-minded minded person. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. So one of the things that I really, really, really it did like I I, I won't say shocked me, but it surprised me in a positive way. Was first of all how people always ask for consent for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like may I give you a hug? May I, you know, it, for example, I have tattoos, right? And sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, um, you know, can I have a look? Can I touch your arm? Or can I? Uh, and at first, you know, I think. I don't know if this has ever happened to you or this ever happened to you in your journey into non-monogamy or, or sex positivity, but like, you know, when, um when uh, mostly it's happened when the guy asks the girl, like, can I kiss you? And I've had this conversation with lots of friends, lots of female friends, and they've mostly have been like, oh, it just kills the mood, like, just fucking kiss me, like, there's no need to ask. <laughs> obviously it is true that sometimes there there nonverbal consent and it's very evident Mm -hmm. because of the person's body language and the way you're behaving around each other that if you go in for a kiss they're probably going to happily accept it and respond right Mm -hmm. but it is true that you know sometimes you don't know and some people want to ask anyway because you might be super attracted to someone but they might not be interested in giving you a kiss you never know so So at first I was one of those people was like, Oh, it's just, Oh, it's just buzzkill. Like, come on, just fucking kiss me. Like, there's no need to, (laughs) why do you need to ask for consent?
0: It's Like, can I, can I ask you something? Like, God damn it. Like, dude, it's like, why do you have to be so fucking ethical?
1: (laughs) Fuck your ethics. (laughs) But I, I do feel that, um, even though at first it was a bit like, Oh, you know, you, you feel kind of, you know, it's unexpected. Cause we've been trained, we've been raised to deal with constantly being defensive and yeah, you know, limiting the being like, Nope, Nope. I don't want this. Yes. This I'll take. Thank you very much. You know,
0: mm.
1: whereas in these sort of spaces, I think because they're so, um, You know there are spaces where you're meant to be so vulnerable and open Mm. that you we need to have all of these layers of protection yeah sorry where people feel comfortable asking and being asked and though that was one of the things that i was like wow this is amazing and then um one of the things that also surprised me a lot and where what what came to mind and why i'm bringing this up is how people deal with rejection. Yeah, it's really interesting because you can, you know, yeah. I've been asked, uh, you know, in a, in a play party or in a sex positive event, like, oh, can I, can I kiss you or can, you know, would you like to take this somewhere else? And I'm like, you know what, I'm not really there now. Like, I'm not really interesting. Thank you. You know, it's been really nice and I feel yeah. tired, but I'm not interested right now. And you almost always automatically expect some sort of like, Ugh, you know, like, uh, you know, some comment or like, then where are you, blah, blah, blah. Why are you here? Why are you talking to me? Or why, are you blah, blah, blah? um, or even worse. So when they try to tell you what you want, because they know better than you. That is amazing.
0: Oh yeah. That's always fun. I've, that's
1: great. Uh, that's definitely the way to someone's heart. Um, but you know, but it, normally it's been like, that's totally fine. That's totally cool. No worries. And we just keep talking. Yeah. And they don't even, like, it's not like they even walk away because suddenly they're not going to have sex with you. Yeah, because it's, they're not, it's not this
0: it's not this all-or-nothing mentality where it's better to have a awkward 10 seconds or minute, whatever it is, than to fucking grump, make a fucking drama out of just someone simply saying, hey, I'm just not there, not in the mood. Exactly.
1: No. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I just, you know, whatever. Explain your reason um and people are just really graceful about it you know people Mm. are like yeah that's fine you know like yeah that's totally cool no worries no pressure and you just keep talking about whatever it is that you were talking or you know go get a drink or maybe go dance or whatever and that was great that's great it's like oh my god this is this is how human interaction should be yeah <laughs> like i feel safe i feel safe to be able to reject someone gracefully you don't need to be a dick you don't need to be no you just say no
0: and it's also yeah. rejection and is... people are
1: like cool oh, that's fine like you know it doesn't i think you said it in one of your episodes well i think in your intro episode actually like it doesn't diminish their value as a person or no. as, a, as a desirable human being. It doesn't diminish my value either. Mm-mm. You know, it's just people stating what they want, what they don't want, where they are, where they're not. And in a yes. normal, natural way.
0: It's okay to say no to things. Otherwise would the fuck like, <laughs> where would we be? I think, I think the wildest rejection I've ever received. I wasn't upset. I was more just like in the moment of like surprised, that like we went this far with the explanation and like, we had like a post, I don't know how to describe it. We had like a post meeting summary huddle about it. So I went up to this, uh, I went up to this woman at a bar and I sat down and I said like, Hey, you know, like uh, I saw you from crossbar. I just want to say you're attractive. Uh, could i buy you a drink and maybe we can chat and she politely said like that's very sweet of you thanks for coming over but i'm gonna have to say no and i said that's that's fine i said thank you for for telling me but then she continued and she said you know you're the way she like said like it's very sweet you came over you didn't come from behind you came from a side you knew like the blind spots i was like okay thank you and she was like i'm just into older guys i was like that's wonderful. That's your progress. like, but maybe next time, you know, if you come over from this angle and then instead of opening up with a, Hey, maybe if you still like part of, I was like, what are we doing right now? I was like, I was, I was just like, are you giving me a on how to?" I was do like, so I was like, I was like, okay. Like I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, thank you. But like, are you writing a Yelp review right now? Like what? Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like, maybe if you had more gray hair on you, I'd be more inclined and you saw my body language. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Got it. Okay. Got it. Cool. I'm gonna like. Sorry, I'm not Benjamin Button. Like, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and I just kept going. I was like, yeah. And another thing, like, if you didn't wear sneakers, you can improve your age. Like the way you like present yourself, age wise. So said, like, I might. Basically, I this... need
1: to change my age, my whole appearance, and everything, the way I speak, so that you find me attractive.
0: Yeah, I said that. I said, like, this is great. I said, like, thank you for being so clear. I was like, (laughs) gotcha. I was like, gotcha. And I remember going back to my friends, like, "How'd it go? Like, did she say no? I was like, "She said no, but like, I don't know what to do with this information now. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just kind of sat there, and I was just like, "Damn, maybe. And like, I was like looking up like hair dye and stuff. I was like, "Well, maybe I'll look good like salt and pepper. Like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Maybe I'll become a sly fox.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh my. I was like. Yeah, I'm like George Clooney is fucking handsome. Like, you know, I think about it like goddamn it. He
1: is. Yeah, he is. It's yes, weird he cuz he's not traditionally handsome. He just has this thing about him.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah he does. <laughs> but yes, with the sex parties, uh I haven't been to one here yet. They are supposed to happen in Paris, but Parisians are just like a whole nother group of individuals.
1: <laughs> really? How so? um there is a, they're known to be but yeah
0: they're known to be i mean like god forbid if you wear sweatpants to the supermarket on a sunday <laughs> they look at you like you are should you serious?
1: Uh, is it that bad
0: it's quite bad in certain areas and plus when you see here sex parties that go on here it's mostly swingers
1: yeah. it's
0: not exactly kink yeah and queer events uh dress codes are very much a thing because i remember one where the reason why i was in the news because like some politician was caught there like that's why this place blew up oh okay because someone saw me just be like oh like the treasurer like, the lead treasurer of france was in like a fucking like seven person orgy like ooh la la and like this whole fucking club oh, the whole premise is that women have to wear heels you can't oh, wear yeah. anything else heels heels only you have to come in a cocktail dress. I think men have to show up in tuxedos. Very heteronormative. I think the like the ticket to get in there is about like five hundred euro a head, and there's champagne and canopies. I think you have to like sign an NDA. I am not sure. I think maybe Could now be. you do. But uh, yeah, those are just the clubs here. There was, I think one club tried to come here but then i didn't hear from them i think they got the parisian trend of like uh, what is that like oh you're wearing leather on your nipples like that is so Is that even chanel like oh la la i have chains that go down to my asshole. as designer you don't even know you don't even know <laughs> i consent to insulting you and it's like oh great like here we go france like can't wait <laughs> thank you
1: oh that's so sad you would you, you would kind of expect more from the parisians
0: I think they're trying more and more like definitely I did an exaggeration but um, I think just in general like Parisian sex talk just French sex talk isn't my thing I keep laughing because like there's just some words that don't translate no what are you you saying I was like they don't say daddy like don't say papa in bed to me I was like And like they don't say like you know they they use casually for the word anal they say sodomize.
1: I mean that is
0: it is is right yeah but but like but every time me being a fucking true crime motherfucker the only time I hear that term is on trials so when I was with someone it's like sodomize "Sodomize them sodomize me papa I was like what the (laughs) fuck is going on (laughs) I was like I'm not gonna judge you but. We gotta take a time out. <laughs> oh, oh, this was amazing.
1: Yes, that, uh, no, that, that, that does not sound very appealing, to be honest. Yeah, all that. Wisdom, but... me, Papa. Yeah,
0: please. I want to put that on the shirt. It's going to be some merch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please do. I will wear it. I will, pr- I promise, if you do it, I will wear it
0: okay to and i work. will try to see no, I won't to work and i will try to write somewhere on it like non-official merch of emily in paris like just i just want to start a whole thing oh my god <laughs> that would be amazing that would be amazing <laughs> well is there anything else you want to add to the show um no
1: i think i think we've covered many topics at length to be honest
0: we've I think, covered a uh, lot and yeah i think they all look-
1: revolve around a similar similar yeah. um area but yeah there we go <laughs> <There's a
0: laughs> they theme. can figure it out they can figure out they the can themes. figure
1: out the chaotic <laughs> episode
0: a very chaotic episode do you want to drop your socials for where they can find you
1: yes uh so you can uh, mostly find me on instagram under at save me freud, uh, freud as in uh, the the founder of a psychotherapy yes that is
0: the one you know i thought that was your name for the longest time <laughs> really like, there was a moment where i was just like okay save me for it, but maybe i was like sava sava freud i was like Literally, i a was friend like of
1: <laughs> mine, when he, when he saw my handle for the first time he was like oh because you're kind of half french i thought there was like some sort of like like seven Floyd." <laughs> you know, like, no, it's just save me Freud.
0: Save me Freud.
1: <laughs> yeah, save me Freud.
0: Um, All right, so at save me Freud.
1: At save me Freud.
0: Anywhere else? Anything else? No. Nah. Anything you want to plug or promo? <sighs> Check the Sour Post
1: podcast. We're on a hiatus at the moment, but
0: go listen uh, to it.
1: It's good fun. It's good fun. It's uh, meant yeah. to be funny, informative, and slightly outrageous, but in the best possible way.
0: Well, that's how we had the birth of pussy bakery. And I learned about thrush. Exactly.
1: So thank you. Thank Don't you for that. In, that hard that hard episode in that
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for listening.
0: No worries. So if you want to give this podcast five stars, you should you better. You uh, should I, I you...
1: am a firm follower of oiled up by absolutely love. Oh, love so oh. Please guys do yourself a favor and
0: follow it. Follow uh write any questions about whatever we just spoke about. There's too many things to list at gmail dot com and I'll see you around. Thank you for having for well, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Save me, Freud. Yeah, <laughs> Au revoir, bye <bye-bye>. bye. <laughs>